Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And for real estate services, contact us on our website at coursecruiseandcontracts.com. joining us for this episode of Corkscrews and Contracts. I'm Jennifer Hamlet. And I'm Wyatt Wallace. Today we are going to talk about the top questions people have about real estate. Yes. And we're going to be your experts to answer them. We sure will. <laughs> but first, Wyatt, what are we drinking? Oh, today we are, of course, sipping something dark, something red. It is a red blend. <laughs> Primal Roots uh, from California. Pretty tasty. Yes. I'm a fan of red blends. Yeah, (laughs) indeed. Indeed. I like it. You never really know what you're going to get with that red blend. (laughs) But they're normally pretty good. So there's that. Yeah. (laughs) Primal roots all. Yeah. So we've gotten uh, quite a few questions. Here's the deal. Uh, Not everybody knows what it is that a real estate agent does until they engage with an agent and are looking to either buy real estate, sell real estate, or invest in real estate. And then they find out all the things that go along with those transactions and what a a real estate agent broker can do for you, affiliate broker. And and so we, we just like, you know what, let's just answer those questions right now. Yes. Yes. One of the top questions is preparing a home for sale. Yep. How do you do that? Is it do you put a lot of work in, or because a lot of people are on different levels of how they live? They are. So you definitely want the house to be clean. True that. If there is a lot of extra belongings in the home, <laughs> I like how delicately that was handled. Well played. Well played. You you want to you want to clear those out. Nobody. It doesn't need to be a dangerous thing for people to come see your home. (laughs) Tripping over boxes, you know, furniture or whatever. So you need to make sure that it is, it's put together. Staging is something that people do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did, uh, we had an interior decorator and stager on this show. uh, And and we've done it for for some of the flips. Mm Mm-hmm. And it really helps people see where their furniture can go. Yeah. Uh, it Not everybody's visual. Right. So if your stuff's cleaned out, cleaned up, and it's staged, or at least your furniture looks to be put in a nice place, less pictures on the wall, personal mm-hmm. items on the wall. Yeah. Then that will help. Yeah. There's a reason, you know, people who are not involved in buying and selling real estate yet, but have Mm -hmm. rented an apartment Mm -hmm. or something like that, very often they'll take you to the staged apartment. Yes. They won't take you to the one that's empty. And the reason is, you know, a staged one just looks better presentation wise. It looks like, oh, I could see this dresser, this credenza here. Who even says that anymore? But this credenza. (laughs) 
It looks good. I, I see the, yes. the, the basket of potpourri over here on the table. Yes. And I can see myself looking out this window while also being able to sit in that chair next to it. Yeah, I've said uh, that every time I've gone into an apartment to look for one. Yeah. Every time. Every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> Uh, and it, it's 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 very very psychological, and uh, it's something that you know I I pride myself in, and we we talked about oh, we've talked about this before. Um, I have I played a lot of Tetris as a kid, and <laughs> and I'm really good at knowing like uh, like what do I do with food oh, that's left over yeah. after we're done cooking it, soups, chilies, uh, spaghetti, whatever. I am am I good at the Tupperware or not? You you are. Say that again for me. You're like an expert in, in determining what size something is and what container you need for it. Yeah. Oh, it feels good. Thank you. Thank you. I go yes. through like three before I figure out what size. Right? You're all like, I poured too little. I mean, it's just wait. I picked too big of a container or I picked too small. And then you're like, I put this in a second container. No, I can look at it and go, this is the right volume container for that. And I know I can see where a couch goes pretty well in a room, mm -hmm. just visually, but that's not something that everyone has. And so you want to be able to take that out of the equation for someone by saying, hey, here is a standard couch, and it fits well in this room. Yes. Yeah. Uh, beds are another thing, too. Like, people think a king-size bed is massive, and it is. But in comparison, it's only a matter of six inches between, right. you know, the king to the queen. It, but for a visual, for a non-visual person, a full-size bed can represent the same size as a queen pretty easily to people. And they might go, you know, I can see how I could get that in there. I have a queen. This is, this is probably that size. And it's so much easier to make that leap mentally. So, Just a little tip. Don't go into a home that you're looking at to see if you want to buy and jump on the bed. <laughs> Don't do it. The bed may not be real. It may not be real. <laughs> you yes. fall into a bunch of boxes. <laughs> or tables. Tables. We've done it with tables. We've before. done it with picnic tables underneath <laughs> sheets and a comforter. And it looks real. It looks like a bed. And guess what? It took so much less effort to set it up compared to a regular bed. Uh, yeah, I think I've seen that on, a, on an episode of something on TV where someone decided to sit on the couch that looked like it was very comfortable and they sat in boxes and fell to the floor. So that's, that's a real deal, folks. It's there for looking, not for using. Right. Mm -hmm. So another great question, since I'm really excited about that, what we talked about with staging, but... Uh, along with that, when is the best time to sell a home? So, it depends on the time of year. Mm. It depends on how the market is. You want to sell in a time when the inventory is low. Okay, low inventory. Got it. So, Nashville has that issue right now. There's so many people coming. Mm -hmm. There's not enough houses to sell. So... That's something to keep in mind. Interest rates, when those are low or when you hear they're getting ready to go up, mm -hmm. those are, you know, a good time to, to go ahead and start talking to a mortgage person. Mm -hmm. Get the ball rolling. The time of year, normally when school starts back, I didn't see it as much this year personally, hmm. but when school starts back, 
people tend to get settled and are less likely to buy. You know, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Once you, getting into that school district at the right time of year is very important. Right. People don't want to move their kids after they get adjusted to the school. Mm-hmm. So those are just some things to keep in mind. And that's, by the way, that's the same thing for the rental market too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have, if you're renting to a family, very oftentimes they'll they'll want to get in there uh, July, August, September at the latest, because it does. It makes it very uncomfortable to have to go, well, uh, we're in the school district, you know, and then you have to start school and then change schools mid, mid-semester, and, you know, you don't want to do that. Which is why rental prices go up so much starting about the time school starts to let out through the summer. <laughs> and then they drop once... Once summer's over. Did you just hear that, folks? <laughs> it is a market. Prices are hot. Get it now. Get it now. <laughs> so the, along these lines, how long will it take to sell your home? Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good question, too. Um, days on market yep. in Davidson County right now are at like 68. Okay. But you have to remember that's based off of maybe like a $310,000 house. Okay. If your house is more than that, then you're probably going to be on the market longer. Mm. And just know that's a that's an average. So that doesn't mean like your house is going to sell in 68 days or before. Right. So that's just something you can go off of. Something your agent or, you know, your expert. There we go. Should do is see the absorption rate for the price house you have in your area. I did that recently, and even though it was a Williamson County house, mm-hmm. and even though the days on market were like 52 or 53 for like a $525,000 house, somewhere around there, uh, this house was, was substantially more, mm-hmm. and the absorption rate turned out to be between five and six months. Wow. So I couldn't go in there and say, you know, your house is going to sell in 53 days. Yeah. Because that's not necessarily accurate. Right. It did go under contract in 57, though. Hey. hey, hey. <laughs> but you have to be realistic is all I'm saying. And you should uh, do the research that, or your expert should do the research that they need to do to keep you realistic. So your expectations are not too high. Something else, if your house is not the standard style yep. that everybody likes right now, it might take a little longer as well because it will take a special buyer. So you have to keep that in mind. Mm. Yeah, special buyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I shouldn't paint my house Halloween colors. <laughs> okay. Sounds like that's a negative. That is so much more real than you would think. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah, um, yeah, certain things you, you wouldn't want to do that might make buyers not so excited to put an offer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And colors are regional, too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we have in Nashville a lot of calmer colors mm-hmm. for houses generally grays uh, all kinds of shades of white houses you know blues 
that are you know either there are some that are you know deep blues mm-hmm. um but our color palette is is pretty um not outlandish i suppose is a good mm-hmm. way to put it um but there are some markets where that changes and you may see different um different colors as being in vogue and that sort yeah. of thing and you just kind of have to base it on where you're located in the country right and right. you know and you may have how you know there are parts of the country where painting a house is kind of not the norm mm-hmm. it's brick and so right. everybody has a reddish brown house mm-hmm. and so maybe they prefer that style so maybe down here your house sits a little longer because it's not the style of this area but somebody moving from up north here might like that's my house that's it that's their style they're used to that's right that's right mm-hmm. yeah uh, I, I remember when we first got vinyl siding on our house <laughs> in the 90s. It was so cool. Dad helped me, and ins- you know, we, we all learned together how to install vinyl siding. Wait, you did it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was like a it was like a barn raising thing. Wow. Very cool. We had uh, there were about six guys out there. You know, most of them were were dad's coworkers and and friends, and then uh, and then I was out there. You know it. 13, 14 years old. I'm not even sure why I'm so surprised. We paid people to put ours on, so I'm like, but I know you and your mom flip houses, so I'm not sure why I'm surprised. Right. But I'm like, wow, really? Yeah. Okay, yes. go ahead. Yes. <laughs> uh, quick point is that with vinyl siding, you don't normally paint it, so you just go with whatever the manufacturer sent you, color-wise. Mm-hmm. So there was a set color palette when it came out, and most of the country that did install it had just a few options. And tan or white. Tan or white. That's right. We had white. We had tan and turned it into white. Yeah. <laughs> Changed it to white. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, when installing vinyl siding, which I don't know, nowadays it's like, it's like hardy uh, or a, a cement board is what people mm-hmm. put up on houses nowadays. But, um, but yeah, when you normally do it, you got to make sure you line it up at the bottom. Mm-hmm. That's really important. Yeah. And keep your seams opposite the street. So if you're driving up <laughs> along the house and you see the house, you shouldn't see any seams because they're overlapping towards, because the back, because the front portion overlaps the back portion. So from the back of the house, looking at the side, you will see seams, but who cares? So there's that. Yeah. But with, with a backer board, you normally have the seams they butt up against each other. So you're going to see them anyway, but there's some charm in that because it seems more wood-ish, realistic. Am I just in the weeds right now? No, I'm learning much? something new. Okay, excellent. Yeah, so you got to line it up. I have seen some horrendous vinyl siding jobs in my day, and uh, yeah. You're so. not going to ask me to install vinyl, vinyl siding later, are you? No. I'm not sure I listen that much. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> On to the next question. <laughs> how can I figure out how much my home is worth? Well, you should have an oh, expert for that. Okay, okay. So I call Jennifer Hammer, <laughs> Parks Realty. <laughs> well, what you need to do is pull up the surrounding or your expert needs to do is pull up the what's sold in the past say six months it varies depending on the area okay you might have to go back a year yeah you should see what's sold and what they sold for okay 
And do those houses that sold compare in any way to the home that, that you live in? Yeah. So you want to you wanna look at square footage, bedrooms, uh, year built, because you don't want to you don't want to compare a house that's a new build to a 1920s home that's not going to be the same price. Yeah, yeah. So you need to get that information and and compile it and then see where your house sits. But in the end, the market is what's going to determine what your what your home should be priced at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to keep that in mind. Real estate investors looking for a quick close and no appraisals? Reach out to Mike Brady at PropertyRecycle.com. They are a large private equity firm with that personal touch. Property Recycle offers an easy online application, no appraisal requirements, and can close within five days. Ditch your slow, expensive lender and get the money you need today. Call Mike Brady at 615-806-7500. Again, that is 615-806-7500. Or visit propertyrecycle.com. Do you like buying insurance for your flip, new construction, or other properties? No, everyone hates buying insurance unless you call Joe Gravy Graves with I Hate Buying Insurance. I Hate Buying Insurance. He chose that name because it's the truth. Call or text Joe at 615-499-6846 to ask about insuring your investment properties and you'll get three free gifts worth over $7,000 in value when you say, Gravy, I need a quote on my most valuable asset. 615-499-6846. Net Worth Realty of Nashville is growing wealth in Tennessee by providing people across the Nashville metropolitan area with the tools and expertise they need to succeed in the residential real estate market. Their specialists understand the ins and outs of Nashville and are experts at locating undervalued properties in the city's most desirable neighborhoods. That's Net Worth Realty of Nashville, 615-823-2777. Here's something that I, I didn't learn until I was working with you and you were helping to sell my house. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a flip that I had done was that I have a price in mind. Yes, and most people do. Most people do. As a seller, and my price in mind, hopefully, is close to the <laughs> averages of what's going on. But the price is really a marketing tool more than it is a final tool mm-hmm. or final price, if that makes any sense. So, like, if I want to attract more people, then I price it in the range in which the most people are looking for it. Then they come to me, and the price will change based on what they see the value being in the house. Yes. Well, and your your expert can pull how many showings are happening in your area per price range. So what Wyatt was just saying is if you're thinking about pricing your home at 195 mm-hmm. but everybody is that's looking for a home is looking between 180 and 190 they're never going to see your home and you're not going to get showings right so you want to price it maybe at 189.9 to get the showings yep and then maybe it could go really good and you get multiple offers and you get it up to the 195 mhm that would be the the best that'd be ideal right 
But, you know, it may not happen that way. You just have to know going in, like you you have to know what your what's your what's your bottom line, mm-hmm. and you want to be able to to set it where there can be some negotiation. Some people like to set it higher to to get uh, so they know they might have to come down for negotiation, but you don't want to set it too high and not have anybody come in right. to see it. Right. So you got to keep all that in mind. Do you like? Do you? Yeah. Well, it reminds me of fishing. <laughs> oh, that's you're about to ask me. I don't even fishing. know why I was going to say that. I don't <laughs> do even you know. Even do you know me? Do you like? Is that something you do? I do know you, and that I don't. That's why I was like, this is dumb. So, um, my 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 thought is is like fishing in the fact that <laughs> that you have your uh, you have your lure, yeah, you, you got your bait, something like that, right? And you're ready to go fishing. Well, you got to decide what kind of fish you're going after mm-hmm. because they they are at different portions of the lake, or they're different portions of the ocean. They're different depths, right? Mm-hmm. And if you have a shallow lure on there, and you're trying to attract something bigger, that's not going to work. The little fish are going to see that, not the big ones. The big ones are down deeper generally. You know, so you got to keep that in mind and go, okay, well. Set it for the right price to attract what I'm looking for. And then the appraisal, the value, what have you, what they see of that property will, will shine. But they have to see it first. Right. Yep. Very good. Thank you. So for the record. All right. I gave it a try as a kid because I had two young brothers. Yeah. That are fine with fishing. Mm-hmm. And... I kept getting told either by my dad or my brothers that I talked too much and scared the fish away. Oh. <laughs> I understand. No. That, that's like cardinal sin number one on fishing. Is yeah, Because sure. I heard that was a lie when I got older. <laughs> so you don't have to cover for them. It's fine. <laughs> it wasn't that fine for me. I would prefer to get the tan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Besides catching me with a hook and I'm standing next to you, the next one is keep the mouth shut while we're doing this. For real. I'm not trying to get hooked. I'm not trying to scare away the fish. Is it? But do the fish really get scared away? Or is it because the women, the the men are tired of listening? I'm going to tread lightly on this. I feel like the answer is probably not going to go well. There is something biological to all of it. I will put it that way. <laughs> okay. So the men are definitely tired of hearing the woman's mouth, so they say that. Gotcha. Or <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> my mouth. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, cool. So it seems like, um, you know, when I'm ready to sell my house, I, I reach out to you and we talk about generally what the price would be for or recommendations on where to list it. I decide on what I list it at. And then, uh, then we talk about when I can list it. That's correct. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, cool, everybody. So you've gotten a few great tips on things that you can ask an expert. And you've got some answers about how to buy and sell real estate and what that involves. And we got to talk about fishing, too, which was cool. So uh, thank you, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.
This has been a production of Corkscrews and Contracts. Podcast copyright 2019.